0: Hello, welcome back to The Periphery. Uh, welcome from the simulation. <laughs> we are on... Uh, we're doing an On The Periphery episode. Just just me, August, Carl, and Jess. Hello, hello, people. Hello. Hi, fellow human. And by now, you've definitely heard of uh, Facebook. is actually no longer Facebook, but Meta. Because, as Mark Zuckerberg's been trying to do for... I guess since he started Facebook, he is trying... They are fully leaning into the Metaverse, which... Um, I don't think anyone really knows what that means.
1: What is the full name? What is the full, like, new company name?
2: Meta Platforms Inc. Yeah, <laughs> that's the name. And it's hard to, like, separate this from the fact that Facebook has had, like, the worst three months of its entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so. we thought it got bad at Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> right. Yeah, we thought that was bad. Then suddenly it's, you know, uh, yeah kind of deja vu but um uh and so it's easy to be cynical that oh yeah they changed their name and they adopted the little infinity sign and that's somehow their way of thinking that uh they will escape uh, congressional and law enforcement scrutiny i personally don't really buy that cuz i don't as much as i may disagree with certain facebook decisions i don't think they're stupid
1: i don't think they'll avoid legal scrutiny but i do think that like Average consumers do have a pretty short attention span. I, th- I think it could be, could be a good move. I also think it's pretty likely that this has been like in the mind of Zuckerberg and co for a while, like in the boardroom or behind scenes. And they were just like, oh, now might be a good time.
3: Yeah, I mean, they've made a couple of moves in recent years to kind of set up this new transition. Um, They bought Oculus in 2014 um, and have been kind of working on that for a while. and, you know, so it's then they kind of renamed their AR team. You know, I think these tech companies, they always want to be looking to the future. They don't want to become obsolete. And I think there's a recognition probably that there's something in the works here uh, with the metaverse that is going to be kind of, or at least in uh, in Mark Zuckerberg's opinion, that's going to be the next iteration of the internet and our digital lives. And so I think they've been working for a while to set this up.
0: Well, I mean, let's uh, walk back So, um, What the hell is the metaverse? (laughs) Because my understanding, I read Ready Player One. I thought that that was what we were headed towards until five minutes ago. I read this list of what it is not, and it is definitely not Ready Player One, allegedly. So, you know, (laughs) what is the metaverse? What are we actually talking about here?
2: Right, and and actually, uh, you know, yeah, back uh, a little, actually this year, Matthew Ball uh, created a published a definition of metaverse, used seven qualities. um, And basically, he said that a a metaverse is a version of the internet. It's an internet that's persistent, that's uh, synchronous and live, that has no cap in usership rate that everyone can join, that's fully functioning and has an economic system within it, uh, that can be experienced digitally and physically, um, that is unprecedented in terms of its interoperability. Uh, That I think we should talk about. Uh, And that's also populated by content and experiences created by many different contributors and perhaps only a few companies. Um, But I think what's more useful, actually, is look at how Zuckerberg himself described uh, the metaverse recently, where he said it's not virtual reality that uh, he said, quote, it's going to be accessible across all of our different computing platforms, VR and AR, but also PC, also mobile devices and games, because he thinks that it's going to be a persistent uh, synchronous environment, like Matthew Ball said, uh, but it's going to resemble a hybrid of the social platforms we see today. That's like kind of comically vague.
0: <laughs> it gave us nothing. <laughs> but it's yeah. an environment
2: essentially where you're embodied. And uh, for some context, I mean, Facebook is Facebook's been thinking about metaverses since at least 2018 when it integrated Oculus. Uh, but also, it's been other companies have been talking about this as well. Um, uh, Microsoft, this is a clear, uh, you know, area that uh, of interest to them. And I think all big tech companies that want to dominate the next platform. So th- I think that they're putting their money where
3: their mouth is. Yeah, I mean, one question I think is, I, I think one aspect of the metaverse that I think is quite important is the fact that um, mobile devices are not going to be the only kind of medium through which we access the internet. Uh, they're going to be the internet, I think, is going to be more seamlessly integrated in some way, maybe even into our daily physical existence, whether through some kind of VR glasses, but those are still pretty clunky nowadays. And it. I, I also don't know how this kind of relates to the Internet of Things um, and whether the Internet of Things is a part of this. Um, it still seems... I, I I actually don't know whether we have the technology right now to, to create this kind of seamless integration.
1: I think, like, one thing that would be very interesting is to talk to an actual, like, engineer, like, computer engineer about what the plumbing of this sort of world or, like, group of worlds would be like. I don't think it's that hard to imagine a metaverse and, like, imagine what, like... If you watch Zuckerberg's like pre- or not press release, whatever that video where he's like fencing and like, <laughs> like sort of like strange little insights. Like, I'm
2: gonna get up in the morning.
1: Oh, yeah, like that's not that's not really that hard to do. There like there are all sorts of like movies and books people imagining like simulated realities. But just the idea, like even just like one feature, like interoperability, like how exactly is that going to work, and what role is Facebook playing? I mean, or is Meta playing like? they say that it's not just Facebook like Facebook is not just the metaverse like everyone will have a say in like colonizing this u- new universe but so then like what is fate like why are they calling themselves meta
0: all I can think about and is the extreme computing power it sounds like it'll take uh and I'm mostly skeptical that there will be the I don't know there'll be the, the political will or the corporate will to get us there. We're so concerned about climate change this year. All this technology seems like it would wreak havoc on, on the output it would take, uh, the computing power it would take. Um, and I know that we talk about this or we, we want to talk about this with the blockchain, but this, when I read the, what, what companies are acquiring and uh, when I read what types of uh, activities we will be able to engage in the metaverse, it sounds a bit detrimental, <laughs> but again,
2: uh, we don't know. I, I, I mean, I just don't know. I I agree that it's kind of easy to imagine that as computing becomes more efficient and powerful, and yes, requiring more and more uh, resources, uh, uh, data centers, uh, rare earth minerals, you know, things like that, um, it's, I, I guess it's easy to imagine that it, it, it's certainly possible that the apps that we have on our phone, the way that digital technology has already become so embedded in our lives uh, will suddenly cross a threshold where there's no difference anymore between the digital augmentations that we have in our lives, which would be the equivalent to the physical tools that we use to augment our lives, um, and our actual you know, uh, physical lives as, as we see them. But I think that interoperability is a, is a critical point. Metaverse implies universal, even though we got rid of the uni... And replaced it with meta. I think the real question is, people thought that, that same thing about the internet, that the internet would be this kind of universal, unifying plane yeah. where somehow information could be sorted in a rational and universally fair way. Uh, but that has been literally the opposite. That's the opposite of what's, what we're seeing right now, where the internet is uh, a broad, a vast environment that many people can enter, but it's an environment basically structured by giant fortresses. Uh, websites, uh, platforms where you can't take your data from here to there, where you can't get the same kind of information and that the way that they function is very opaque. I see no real obstacle to us replicating that kind of experience in the metaverse, which is a form of computing where, again, we can't really tell the difference between whether we're in some corporate world garden or whether we're actually experiencing some kind of shared reality.
1: And every world is like shaped by big players, and I think, like, with the internet, big players like Facebook or like Google, they got there because they were first movers, right? And they did a great job, and now they've carved out this market power. But, like, they're going into the second iteration of the internet, like, already wielding that market power, which is sort of concerning and an interesting thing, too. Like, to what extent is it really going to be interoperable if we aren't on an even playing field to begin with?
2: Right, right. Like, the dream is that you could take your skin from Fortnite and take it to your virtual dinner and wear it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or take it to a different game.
3: All human civilization has been progressing towards this one goal.
2: Right, like as if they were objects. I, like there's been, there was, I was reading a, a comparison to the internet today as a shopping mall where every single store has its own currency, its own unit of measurement. Uh, you know, all these different kind of standards basically designed to keep you there, when of course you as an individual are inclined to move around and explore. That's the promise of the metaverse, I think. And if it doesn't look like that, um, you know, imagine they, it seems to me more like the different multi-metaverses, multi meta-multiverses, meta <laughs> will, will, will be more like national borders, wouldn't they? There'd be, like the, be a, a, a level of splintering of the internet that we have not seen before. This makes me think about something, though, uh, which was um, uh, a theory by Nick Bostrom. Uh, it, I think he published it in 2001. Uh, it's called the simulation hypothesis. Uh, Elon Musk is a big fan of this theory. Um, I, I think I was too for a time, just because I thought it was very interesting. Me
0: too. I was convinced for a second. I was yeah. like, we are in. Yeah, a you simulation. know simulation. And then you think about
2: it. Yeah, and then and then you kind of shrug and you're like, what does it matter if what I think? <laughs>
0: That's so true.
1: (laughs) It's a really, it's a really interesting hypothesis. And I think we're going to do another like Patreon episode talking through it and sort of explaining it and arguing about it. But for a primer, um, Elon Musk does talk about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he also, in several interviews, um, espouses his strong belief in it. So I think he's a good character to sort of learn it from.
2: Right. And I would, I would just leave us off with. If there's a chance, and we'll get into the theory later, but if there's a chance that we live in a simulation of a, of, an, of another human-level civilization that is essentially like us, but more advanced, um, is this uh, how they began to create that simulation? Yeah. Was this the first step? Um, and are we kind of walking into a new universe, uh, the implications of which uh, we might later come to regret? Dun,
1: dun, dun.
2: I didn't know that we'd end it ominously, but uh, that's fine.